right. Hallelujah. Good morning, Summit Nation. Good morning, everybody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whether you're in person, watching online, and y'all smell that? There's some ribs going on in the rain. Shout out to uh, Veterans Grill, Anton and LaShonda Robinson. Praise God. Um, and Anton used to cook for the stars, you know, people like Beyonce and stuff like that, man. He's cooking us ribs today. Y'all stay home now. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell you. We got ribs today. Even in, I wondered if he was going to still uh, be here if we were, were going to have to cancel, but he's out there. He's got his tent up, his little covering thing, and uh, he's been out since the wee hours of the morning just so we can have ribs, and he asked me to preach an extra 30 minutes. <laughs> no, that was my translation because he's a little bit behind, so he asked uh, if we could uh, extend about a half an hour, which that means Hold, hold you off for half an hour. That means I get to preach 30 minutes more. <clears throat> so buckle your seat belt. Amen. And uh, hopefully you signed up to get ribs, and, uh, and we got them for you today. No cost to you. Uh, we just asked it. And, and, and we really want to have fellowship around the food. And I remember Brother Hagin used to say, uh, <laughs> it stuck with me all these years when they would have uh, and some of these meetings, these old-time meetings that they would have back in the day, that they would have, uh, they would announce that they would have church all day and dinner on the grounds. He said, but people wanted to have dinner all day and church on the grounds. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to have dinner all day or church all day, but w we don't want you to get a to-go order. Well, I signed up, Pastor, and then, you know, drive by, get yours. Uh, it's it's uh, fellowship is what we're after, and then we want to feed you at the same time, man. And I'm telling you what, these ribs are, are good. He was a, a chef at Italy, Italy in uh, Chicago. Praise God. There's only a couple of those in the United States, New York, Chicago. He was also a chef at the Grand Lux, all right? And, uh, but he's, uh, he's a part of Summer Nation now. Amen. And he's he's not, uh, all we had to do was pay for the ribs, and, and he uh, provided everything, didn't charge us for anything, so we're getting everything at cost. So uh, that was uh, a huge blessing to us. Amen. So when you get your ribs, just say thank you to uh, Anton and, and LaShonda, all right? Okay. And for everybody, guess what? Foundation course is open. For enrollment, it starts in 20 days. There's a countdown clock, you know, on the on the page. So if you head over to that page, now all you got to do is go to the app and you can just click. Let me show you how to do it. <clears throat> and everybody, special announcement, everybody who enrolls in the course today only, okay, there's already 50% off if you enroll by the 17th. But if you, for today only, Y'all listening? If you enroll today, you get free ribs. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know I'm kidding. You get free ribs anyway. But they might ask you, did you enroll in the course? You might get one less extra bone. <laughs> if you don't. All right. But if you go to the announcements, see how easy it is? Go to announcements. How do I enroll in the course, Pastor? Uh, go to announcements. Scroll down. Oh, Summit Church Mask. Y'all see that? I put it on for you, but I don't want to mess my hair up. But <laughs> you, it's cool. All right. Spent a lot of time getting my hair together. Okay, so um, also, we like for you to share your testimony. And it's easy. We made it easy. You can click this right here, share, and it takes you to place. 
where you can share your testimony. I guess that's not what I was looking for. There's another way to do it where you can give us your video testimony. And if you go to the Summit Church community page, you can find out how to do that, okay? You can just click that, give us a video testimony. We already already got one amazing testimony. Praise God. So, okay, so down here in the announcements where it says enroll today for 50% discount, just click click where it's underlined. For those of you that are new to the internet, when you see something like underlined and, and uh, highlighted sort of or a different color, that's a, usually an, an indication it's a link. Everybody say link. Yeah. All right, just click that. Guess what? Boom, baby. Goes right to the page. All right? Who's that handsome guy? Oh, that's me. Okay. So there it is. Everything you need right there. And um, so I'm excited about what's going on in, uh, in the course. And I've got, I've got a word I woke up with. Um, before we jump into the word, um, when did I get this? It, I woke up. God uses me in dreams. And um, I've had some, <laughs> some amazing uh, supernatural things happen. Uh, one significant thing, I had a dream that some, somebody had brought in a, a large amount of money. And uh, the day I had that dream, Somebody walked in with a large bottle of money. I mean, this is amazing. And I, I, I had one of those kind of dreams, and I wrote it down. I like to write things down so I don't forget them. And uh, when I got this, it was, um, I woke up with it clear in my mind, 5.30 on the 30th, the last day of September. All right, now listen to this. Now, this is somebody who's uh, watching us online or, or ne never been to Summit. I, don't, I, I believe this person will, will be watching, either now or the replay. But um, you if this pertains to you, uh, it's a very specific word. And if it pertains to you, um, just send us a private message. And, and, and here's, wh here's what it is. What are you doing with that beautiful voice? You see yourself on this stage praising and worshiping with our worship team. You feel connected to this ministry and that you should be here. Don't reason yourself out of it. It doesn't matter where you live. God will work it out and he will provide. You said in your heart, I'm learning so much. And I need to help this ministry. You haven't told anyone. This is a new season for you. And your season is connected to this ministry. I just got that just now. Don't try to reason why it won't work. Wow. And I got to say, I was going to. I'm led to share this publicly. I was going to share it privately with, with Tracy. But Tracy, this is, this is for you. I want you to come up here. This is, this is really awesome. Now, and I've known Tracy from before the beginning began. <laughs> and uh, come over here close. And uh, it's, so, so God is calling you to mentor a worship leader. And uh, it's, part of your, it's part of your assignment. Yes, it's the next level of your assignment. And, and what it seemed like, you're still in charge, you're still the leader, but I'm talking about things to come. Absolutely. And, and it, 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 what it, it's not a demotion, it's a, it's a promotion. Absolutely. And you're not going to stop singing, but you're going to uh, mentor the next generation of leaders. That's, exactly. That's it. Praise God. That's exactly right. Amen. He, he, he confirmed that. Man, wow, that, that's, that's awesome. A further word for that individual, don't worry about how people will receive you. 
you're sitting on your gift. Don't think you're not good enough. And God has already connected you to this ministry. You just haven't let us know. And it's something you, you haven't told anybody about. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I'm, whew, I'm feeling that. I am feeling that. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. This individual, that's the first thing that came. What are you doing? That's the first word that came to me. What are you doing with that beautiful voice? This individual sitting on their gift. Thank you, Lord. I, I see that person crying as they heard this. And, and God sees and God knows and God's got something great in store for you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I started with, um, in my foundation course, over like 50, excuse me, 40, I said over 40 videos. Well, now it's, I looked and <laughs> it told me it's 50 videos. <laughs> I recorded another one this week in response to, uh, and I really appreciate the questions that people ask because it, it helps me. We ask, we send an email out, and if you haven't responded to that, if you don't have something, that's fine. But if you do have something, please share because it's, it's helping me in preparation. I've already got everything recorded, but if, if I'm led to do something else, um, I'm not going to deal with every single question that, that people bring to me, it's, if, but if if I feel like it fits that, and I feel in my heart is supposed to be a part of it, I'm going to make it a part. One of the things that people ask me that wasn't a part, and I, I think a couple people asked me this in different ways, how do you share the gospel with people? And I really appreciate that question because uh, it, it shows that you have a heart for reaching more people. And I, I love that. So I went and recorded another short video on how to do it, and it's, it's really simple. So, okay, um, and, and today, actually, I'm going to teach on one of these questions that I was asked, and I really appreci appreciate this question, because sometimes I think I, I would te I teach on things, and sometimes I think I taught it like three or four weeks ago, <laughs> but actually, it, it might have been two years. So, this time, it just seems like it's, it's accelerating, but... Um, so I'm, I'm going to teach, I'm going to address one of the questions that I was asked, and it's a very good question, and I appreciate the question. And uh, the Lord used you um, in giving this question to me. What is the gospel of grace? And I've been on it so much, it seems like, uh, seems like in my mind, everybody knows. And, um, but we have new people coming in all the time. Okay, new people watching us online, and, and I believe it's important for me to address this question. Oh, about seven years ago, almost to the date, seven years ago, I walked in here and I said, I've been, I've been teaching y'all wrong for all these years. Wow. You know none of us know it all? Now, I come up, this ministry was birthed in Word of Faith. Anybody ever heard of the Word of Faith? And, and we're, still, we're still Word of Faith now. See, that was a revelation. Just think about it. I want you all to think, I'm, I want you to act like you don't know anything. See, uh, and I'm, I have no problem at all saying that I'm wrong. I wasn't wrong about everything. But, but you see things differently as you grow, and when the Lord shows you something different, see, well, let me speak for me. When the Lord shows me something, I can't unsee what I see, and I can't go on and act like I don't see it. I couldn't go on that, that way. I am, a, number one, a student of the Word, and so we should never follow movements, people, and understand that, that all of us are growing and learning. Nobody knows everything. You know, I, I respect people, and I, I, 
people that I cut my teeth on in the word of faith, I pray for them daily and that blessings come, come on them. And, uh, man, I tell you, but this ministry was birthed out of word of faith. What's the word of faith? See, when the revelation of the word of faith really uh, was prominent in the 80s, um, man, it, it was revelation. And, man, people were getting a hold of faith. And, you know, some people still don't have a revelation of what the word of faith is. Plug for my foundation course. I got some teaching in there on what it is. Romans 10.8, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. See, for, for, now, that, now, some people who come up in word of faith, you know what that is. Other people, they would ask the question, what is the word of faith? <laughs> huh? Because you, you need to, to have, have it to be real to you. Something has to be revealed to you. See, and the word of faith changed my life. But in the word of faith, we have gotten a hold of some traditions, and there were some things that I needed to correct that under this gospel of grace, and when I show you it in the word, you're going to say, oh, of course. And it, it almost seems like it's hidden but God's shown, is shining a light on it in these last days, in these days we're in right now, and there's a, revel, a, a grace revolution going on. And I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the gospel of grace. And just in case I don't answer the question, gospel is good news. Grace is unmerited favor. The gospel of grace if, if, if I say to you, if we're playing Jeopardy, and I say, the, the good news of God's unmerited favor, what is the gospel of grace? <laughs> it is the good news of God's unmerited favor. Everything that God does in your life. Now, grace is not... Um, uh, uh, where God, like, or, 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 or I'll say this, grace is unmerited favor, and some people look at favor as God uh, opened up a parking spot for you. <laughs> and that's favor, but that's not a definition of unmerited favor. That's very limited. When you're healed, it's unmerited favor. When your sins we're forgiven on the cross, that's unmerited favor. Jesus took all of our sins, past, present, and future, on the cross. I was taught, okay, that you don't build a whole doctrine on one verse. But yet, in charismatic word of faith circles, not, not, not just restricted to the word of faith, is a whole doctrine was built on 1 John 1, 9. And the only way really that you can get that you're supposed to go to 1 John 1, 9 every time you sin, the only way you can get that is you had to have been taught that. Paul Never ask somebody one time to confess their sin. Even in the most sinning, it's not a word, sinning is church. He never asked them to confess their sin. He pointed them to their identity. Don't you know who, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I mean, these, these are folk that had their fathers, wives, and so forth. So that's just a little teaser. Get the course. I got a whole teaching on 1 John 1 9. I had, I had a conversation with uh, Joseph Prince at, at, at Joel Osteen's house. I'm, I'm name dropping now. I mean, one on one. I mean, I, 
He said, people's whole problem about 1 John 1, 9, he said, he said, now he told me, he said, so, so simple. He said, so, now first of all, I'll come back to the conversation, but Hebrew says he offered one sacrifice for your past sins and every sin that you committed before you got saved, but after, you know, we put that in there. Okay, there's no scripture that says your past sins are forgiven. <clears throat> so, one sacrifice for sins forever. Sins forever. Another translation, sins for all time. Unless you're over 2,000 years ago. Unless you're over, excuse me. Unless you're over 2,000 years old. All your sins were future on the cross. Anybody here 2,000 years old? <laughs> okay, so, <clears throat> so then there's that. So back to the conversation. So let me see if I can recall what he said. He, he said, so he's asking this question. He said, so um, when you are sick, what do you say? By Jesus' stripes I was healed. He said, if you have a lack, what do you say? I'm broke? No. Every need is met. Jesus was made to be poor that I might be rich. You don't say what you have, okay? Okay, you go, going back to, to what Jesus did on the cross. He said, so when you sin, what do you say? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. When you sin, so, let me say it another way. When you have lack, you don't confess you have lack. When you're sick, you don't confess you're sick. When you, when you sin, you don't confess. We don't confess our sins, right? Because it's all, all been handled on the cross. That's just a little bit of what's in the course. <laughs> Amen? Oh, man, I go through the context of 1 John 1, but that's not the subject of, of this right here. Okay, so let's dive in. That's just the introduction. Let's dive in uh, uh, to Galatians chapter 1. Um, and the... You know, the, the, the thing, thing about, you know what, somebody bring me, Shemaine, uh, would you bring me my clicker? I, I, I left my clicker. I'm going to make it easy on the folks upstairs. I thought, when I got a revelation of grace, it was a pastor in Indianapolis that shared it with me. And um, I, I, I could, now, all, all I ask you to do, have an open mind, because, you know, when he first told me about 1 John 1, 9, I didn't receive it. But again, I'm not trying to preserve something I've always understood myself or, or what I've always thought. I went and checked it out. So that's all I ask you to do. I'm not the only one that has the Holy Spirit in here. Why am I picking this up? We'll deal with that later. Praise the Lord. I got all kinds of time to teach. Costa. I thank God those doors are closed and that rib smell doesn't come in here. But I'm going to take my time today. Because at home, you know, y'all can take breaks whenever you want to, turn me off whenever you want to. Praise the Lord. Come back. I'll watch it tonight. Amen. But uh, anyway, uh, y'all are hostage in here. I guess you could walk out too. But... Um, I thought about when I, when I was going to teach this, it's, it's like, thought crossed my mind. It's like, how, okay, how am I going to present this? Because it was like, I can't, thought about, well, easing it into y'all. <laughs> Just kind of, but when it comes to grace, 80% grace, 
plus 20% law equals law. Grace has got to be 100%, so I had to teach it 100%. I just had to come out with it. Hey, y'all, we're going we're gonna to do some things a little differently. All right, so here we go. Galatians chapter 1. What is the gospel of grace? Let's let the scripture show us what it is. It is so clear. And, and, and when you see it, it's going to like, how did I miss this? It's just that the Lord is shining light on this. He's raising up ministers all over the world to share this gospel. And I talk to people, and people have shared with me, it's like, I knew it. I knew it wasn't this hard. Because one of the things about Word of Faith is it's like, and I, I just got this this morning, um, about confession. We made confession a work. Like, and here, here's, a, here's, here's one word of faith error, that faith moves the hand of God. Faith doesn't move the hand of God. The hand of God has already moved. Because you hear this kind of language. And, and I know, I've listen, I've said all this stuff that I'm correcting, I've said it myself. Some of you have been long, uh, 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 around long enough to know that. And we act like, man, this thing happened in my life because, watch this, I confess it. I gave it. I, 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 I. And so, therefore, God moved in response to me confessing. See, watch this. Confession of God's word is not trying. Now, I believe in confession. I've confessed the word every day. But confession of the word is not trying to make something happen. Confession of the word is laying claim to what's already been done. You see the difference? It's not, well, I confessed 50 times like a formula. Because it's, it's easy to turn uh, faith into a work. I remember, anybody remember Lester Summerall? He was talking to word of faith people back when I was going to school. And Lester Summerall said, there are people, he's addressing word of faith people. Lester, one thing I appreciated about Lester, any move of God that was happening, whoever God was using, he would invite them to come to the camp meeting. He wasn't stuck on just what he had. He recognized what other people had. And so Lester Summerall, addressing Word of Faith people, he said, there's some sitting right here who's going to oppose the next move of God. And I'm see I see it happen. But me, I'm going with what I see. And you got to do what you got to do. But I'm telling you, I, I and listen, everybody didn't want to hear what I had to say. Okay? And, um, but, but again, that's none of my business. With all due respect, that, that's really none of my business. I, I've, I've got to go with what God gave me. So, now, let me give a backdrop. Oh, goodness. I haven't even started yet, uh, but this background is really good. So, this introduction. So, Paul is addressing Galatian, a Galatian church. Who's, this is a Gentile church, like the Church of Rome, the Book of Romans, Basically the same thing, but he's more stern with these Galatians because these are people who've been saved by grace through faith, all right? The gospel of grace, which is the gospel of Christ, is Jesus plus nothing. 
So they're saved through Christ alone, which is the correct way. But Judaizers came in to try to convince them that they also need the law. Now, the law is not just the law of Moses. The, the law, there's a principle of the law, which is do good, get good. If you do this, then God will do that. You have to do this in order for God to bless. But God has already blessed us. See, there's a difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. See, there's a principle of the law. Like, the old, the, 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 in the old covenant, it was true that they had to do something in order to get God to bless them. Because in the old covenant, it is a, if you've never written this down, I say this over and over. But I encourage you to write this down and take notes. The old covenant is a relationship with God that's based on what you had to do to qualify for God's blessing. The new covenant is a relationship with God that's based on what Jesus did to qualify us. Well, you got to do, you got to make sure you're reading and make sure you're praying. See, I used to say this kind of stuff when people didn't receive blessings and they're, they're, they, they, ne they never seem to get, get their breakthrough. I'm like, okay, how you've been reading your Bible. You, haven't been, you really haven't been showing up to church very consistently. Uh, how much time have you been spending praying? And on and on and on. Like you have to qualify in order to get God to bless you. But the New Testament tells us, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to partake of the inheritance. He qualified us through Christ, through the finished work on the cross. It's finished. Your healing is finished. Your prosperity is finished. We don't have to qualify for God's blessing. We're blessed because of Jesus. And you're not preaching grace properly until somebody asks the question, do you mean that we can just sin all we want? If that question ever comes up, then you're not preaching it right. I address that in foundation too. Paul addresses, shall we sin that grace may abound? No, of course not. Well, he's just giving people a license to sin. People are sinning already. If you haven't noticed. People are sinning without a license. And uh, <laughs> they're sinning already. The reason why you don't want to sin is because it's not in your nature to do so. Huh? It's a pig's nature to be in the mud. Just his nature. He's going, to, he's going to be in the mud. Our nature has changed. If you want to sin in your spirit, you're not even saved. Let me take a drink of water on that one. We've been made new creations in Christ. If you want to sin, oh, you know, if your reaction is, what? All my sins of all time have been forgiven? <laughs> let, me go, let me go find me some Coke like I used to. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Coca-Cola. No, you don't want to do that. I can sin all I want. This message doesn't change that. You can still sin all you want. If you never heard this, <laughs> if, you, if you never heard this, you can sin all you want. Thank you, Lord. Okay. But Jesus changed I want to. We got a new heart. And I still haven't answered the question. I, have a, I answered the question, so, but I'm just now going to give you some scriptures to support it, okay? So, I'm astonished. Now, Paul, he's astonished. Now, if we slip over to, uh, my goodness, the uh, third chapter, I just want to give you a backdrop of who he's dealing with. These are people who, these Judaizers came in and, and was trying to get them 
to go back under the law, that you needed the law plus Jesus. You also need these rules. And he called them foolish. He's like, who bewitched you in the, in the third chapter? He said, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? I mean, he has some stern, lang stern language for them. So, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And he, and he says, he who supplies uh, this, the Holy Spirit among you and does miracles, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See, faith is involved, but see, it's, see where he says, having begun in the Spirit. See, you began right. How do you begin? You were saved by grace through faith. See, what faith does, see, you need the, the grace component. See, that completed it in my understanding for me. That was the missing piece for me. I didn't know it was missing, but when I heard it and got revelation of it, I knew that that was the missing piece. And then when I studied 1 John 1, 9 for myself, I found out that the minister that was sharing it with me, Brother Steve McIntosh, pastor of Dis Discovery Church in uh, Fishers, Indiana, good friend, and when he shared it with me at first, uh, I, didn't, I didn't reject it. I just didn't receive it then. I, I, I hadn't checked it out. So check stuff out for yourself. Don't take things because I say it or somebody else says it. Check it out in the Word. See, some people have never thought about Paul never asking anybody to confess their sins. Paul is responsible for over a half of the uh, New Testament epistles. And people have built a whole doctrine. And I've been taught, you don't build a whole doctrine off of one verse. Seems like it ought to be one other verse. First John 1, 9, in its context, what, that, what that's talking about is, in my course, foundation. I'm a <laughs> okay, having begun in the Spirit, having begun in the Spirit, you're saved by grace through faith. Grace and faith works together. What faith does, it faith f receives what grace has freely provided. Got it? So watch this. Colossians 2, 6 says, so how'd you get saved? By grace through faith. Not by faith through grace. You're saved by grace through faith. Faith receives what has already been done and already been provided freely by God's grace. Colossians 2, 6 says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So the same way you got saved is the same way you ought to walk. How did you get saved? Class? By what? what? By what? By grace? Through what? Grace. So how do you walk? By grace through faith. So Paul said, look, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the what? You're called in the grace of Christ. Have you ever seen that? You're called in the grace of Christ. I said you're called in the grace of Christ. And I'm telling you, God's shining light on it in these days we're living in, in the grace revolution because I tell you, I've read the New Testament a lot of times, but I didn't see it. Now I see it so plain. I'm telling you what, this is going to knock you off your seat if you've never seen this. Watch this. He called you in the what? You're called in the grace of Christ. But watch this. Now watch this. Check this. Now here's the crazy thing. Because I tell you, the same kind of attack that used to happen in the word of faith in the 80s, and people, oh, man, all that faith stuff. I remember the attack. That same kind of attack is happening by, with grace. 
And those attacks are happening from word of faith people as well as other people. But I know it because I'm, I'm in word of faith. I've, hear, I've heard the criticism, stuff like that. But um, anyway, the, here's the crazy thing. They think grace is a different gospel. And Paul says the opposite. Anything other than the grace of Christ is different. <laughs> you know, watch this. Not that there is another one. So, class, let, let me ask you this question. We, we're in school. I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in Bible school right now. There is not another one, not another what? I want, I want to make sure you all understand this. He, he said, he said I'm, I'm astonished. And, and you know what? Grace is really not nothing new. It's not anything new. Remember what I said. God is shining a light on it. People think Joseph Prince made this up. This is, this is, this is the Apostle Paul. It's not new. I'm, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel, not that there is another one. There ain't no other one. There's no other gospel than the grace of Christ. But there are some who trouble you. There's some, some who trouble Pastor Al. See, and they, they want to distort what? The gospel of Christ. Now, see, pastor, it's the gospel of Christ. Ha. Huh. He said there's no other gospel than the grace of Christ. So he can't be introducing something else right here. The only logical conclusion you can get out of this is they're the same. It's just expressed a different way. So you can see here that the grace of Christ is the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ equals the grace of Christ. So you can say whenever you hear the gospel, it's talking about the gospel of Christ and it's talking about the gospel of grace. So you can see and so you can read Romans 1.16 like this. I am not ashamed of the gospel of grace. Now, it says the gospel of Christ, and the gospel of Christ is the power of God. It's the power of God to salvation, deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, and prosperity. So the gospel of Christ is the power of God to victory. So we can say the gospel of grace is the power of God. And, and like Paul, I ain't ashamed of it. And there's some serious stuff going on here because he said, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the gospel of grace, let him be accursed. I'm just going to leave that right there. I don't want no curses. I know we're redeemed from the curse, but here's a situation where it says, if you preach any other gospel, Paul said, let him be accursed. And as, as we have said before, this must be pretty important because he's repeating himself. Y'all want to know why I repeat myself so much? Because I get it from Paul. <laughs> and I do it because I listen to people talk and I listen to people um, say things and, and, and I'm like, okay, I got to go back over this. We, as we've said before, now I say, say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one that you received, let him be a curse. He said that twice. Mm. Now from Miletus, Acts chapter 20, he called, he, he sent, this is Paul, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And actually in context, this is the pastors of the church, pastors of various churches. They had a pastor's meeting, okay? Um, and when they came to him, y'all still with me? Yes. When uh, they came to him, these pastors, he said to them, you yourselves know how I lived among you 
the whole time. Man, I love, I just love this because he's talking to me. I'm a pastor. He's sharing his heart. He said, you know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility, humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not count my life of any value nor as precious to myself. I'm, I'm going to come back and read this from another translation in a second, but goodness, th and it really ministered to me. Man, I'm, I, I need to put this in a plaque or something. I did not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if, if only I may. Can you feel his heart? If only I may finish my course don't y'all read ahead of me. Just stay with me now. <laughs> that I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. What's the gospel? It's, un, it's, it's good news. The grace, if you look it up, it means unmerited favor. The gospel of grace is the good news of God's unmerited favor. He didn't say I testified to the gospel of faith. There's not a gospel of faith. So, I mean, if you've embraced the word of faith, it should be easy for you to, I mean, because faith and grace work together. It should be easy to, I mean, faith is meaningless without grace. It's not, it's, it's ne the, the, the gospel is never called a gospel of faith. It's the gospel of the grace of God. And just look at it for a minute. I want you to see it. I want you to get this. Because people will ask you questions, and, and, and we need to know how to, how to, why do you spend so much time talking about grace? Grace, grace, grace. That's what they said about faith. Yeah, all y'all talk about is faith. All y'all, faith, 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 faith. It's more in the Bible than faith. Okay, so anyway, Paul's still talking now. And now, behold, I know none of you among whom I have uh, gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Well, this is the last time you're going to see me. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I'm innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Now, some people say, well, yeah, I understand about, you know, grace. Okay, that's fine. But we need the whole counsel of God. Grace is the whole counsel of God. <laughs> because it's the gospel. Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He's not saying anything else. It's the message of Jesus is, is the gospel of grace. It is the whole counsel of God. It's not a subject. See, this is what where, where people, um, they err because they are looking at it as a topic. It is not a topic. It is not a, we call it the message of grace, but it's really in a truest sense, is not. It's, it's, it's the gospel. You wouldn't say, I need something other than the gospel. We need the whole counsel of God. 
It is the whole counsel of God. And you know what? It's not the only time he said it. In the same conversation, he said, look, pay careful attention to yourselves. He's talking to pastors now. And to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Now, as a pastor, that's, that's what I have to watch out for. People who come in and try to mess with y'all. And, and, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after him. Therefore, be alert. Who's he talking to? Pastors. Remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish Everyone with tears. You can see and hear Paul's heart, man. For now, he said, hey, I'm not going to see y'all no more. So he's telling them the most important things they need to know. He said, then now I commend you to God and to the word of faith. It's the God. This is the word of his grace. He couldn't, he's not contradicting the whole counsel of God, because that's what I'm commending you for, too, right? Come on, let's go back here. Make sure y'all see this. I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. He's not talking about anything different. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Now, if he's going to sum stuff up, why would he mention this if it's not important? Oh, sooky, sooky. Now, listen. Which, 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 what is which referring to? Y'all are smart people. Look, and it's not, this is not complicated. It's not like you need a master's degree to understand this. Which, what is, what is which referring to? Grace. The word of his grace. What's it able to do? You want to know why I preach it so much? It's able to build you up yeah. and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Come on, somebody. Yeah. It's able to build you up. It's the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness that will cause you to reign in life. Yeah. So you can't even talk about grace without talking about righteousness. That you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The message of grace is a message of righteousness. Whoo, glory to God. I told you we were going to come back to this. Look, I don't, I don't care about my own life. The most important thing is that I complete my mission. The work that the Lord Jesus gave me to tell people the good news about God's grace. Mm. You know I'm out of time, but I got to, they're not ready to, for the ribs yet. For the law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Truth is on the side of grace. So the law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Here's the other objection. I just want to prepare y'all for what people are going to say. Well, we need to balance grace with truth. Grace is the truth. We already saw it's the gospel. I was going to give y'all another little teaser about the course. Because I talk about this. Should I, should, I, should I tell you or should I just let you get the... See, all y'all talking about tell it, y'all haven't even got the course yet. Oh, you got it? Okay, I'm going to check. All right. I get into this in the course. I might even have a little diagram. I might even show you the Greek word in my, in my Bible software. The word came... It seemed like that should be plural. 
The Greek word translated came up in church. I'm going to just be like James Brown. I'm going to hit it and quit. But, but um, came, the Greek word translated came, you know, is, is singular in the Greek. Which is very interesting because it's following two words. It seemed like it should be plural. I wasn't very good in school. Except for one thing. English. I was pretty good in English. I'm bragging about myself because I can't brag about myself in math. <laughs> I get, uh, uh, and I, I struggled through some math, man. When I went to college, I, I was in this course called Statistics. Headache trying to come on me now thinking about it. <laughs> I resisted. I mean, I struggled in class. I got in groups. I got people to help and everything, man. I, and, and thank God he, gra- he graded on a curve. I never would have made it out. I got a B. Uh, and this, it was a Russian professor. I, I couldn't wait to the grades to come out. It was at Ball State. And I went, I went in to his office. I was in the School of Business. I went in his office. And I got to get my grade, he, and he told me a B. Man, I wanted, I wasn't, I wasn't shouting too much back then, but I was excited, not shouting to the Lord. But um, he said, uh, um, deserved, no. <laughs> Earned, yes. Because he knew I had been in that office, man. That sounded like grace to me. <laughs> it's like, man, we don't get what we deserve. <laughs> and Jesus, but Jesus earned it for us. <laughs> I like that course. I earned it, man. But, but under grace, man, the blessings that we have, hallelujah, we don't deserve it, and he earned it. Uh, he took our place. He became sin that we might become righteous. It's like a substitute in basketball. It's like you, you out there struggling, and here come the sub. I'm coming in for him. <laughs> Woo, that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. He, he came in for us. Yeah. I got this. You go sit down. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. See, Don't make faith a work. Like, what do I have to do? Because here's the, you know, here's the dark word of faith secret. When you don't get a blessing, you don't get a healing or whatever, I've said it myself. (laughs) I know I was reading Joseph Prince's book one time. I was reading it on my Kindle. I still remember when I threw it up in the air when I saw this. Because the dark secret of, of, of some word of faith teaching is when you don't get your manifestation of something, the question is asked, where did you miss it? Which puts the focus on you. I know you, if y'all been around here a long time, you've heard it because you heard me say it. And I was reading on my Kindle and... Uh, and words that I said myself, and he was talking about it in the book, he said, like, we, we would tell people under word of faith, okay, you, don't, you didn't get your healing? Okay, first of all, there's nothing wrong with God. Anything wrong with God? No. There's nothing wrong with his work? Anything wrong with his work? No. And what does that lead? Must be something wrong with you. But I got good news for you. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with Jesus. Nothing wrong with his word. And there's nothing wrong with you. So freeing. But you got to get it by revelation. Grace and truth is found, followed by a singular verb, which means in the Greek, I went on that bragging on my school because, oh, I didn't finish telling that story. <laughs> I breezed through English. Man, God knew how he created me. He knew, he knew I was going to be a writer. He, 
Well, he didn't. He put the writer in me. So I became what, what I, I was created to be. And I love words. I love, love languages. So um, I, I just love, love that kind of stuff. I was in, in, in high school. Man, I struggled with everything except English. And my goal was to get a C. Every, every youth and child here, shut your ears. Uh, don't follow your pastor's example in this. I, I mean, I, I, my goal was to make a C. I had the English teacher that nobody wanted, Mrs. Spiheve. Nobody. I know, Jimmy, you remember Mrs. Spiheve? She was mean as a snake. And she was tough and hard, man. And uh, again, my goal was to get a C. When they, when they gave me an English paper to do, I just did it as fast as I could. I turned in and get an A. I, I was good at English without trying. I still need Mary to edit my stuff. But I know how to write. I mean, I, I, know, I, know, I know a few things. I mean, I know sentence structure and things like that. And so sometimes I overthink my writing. But here's the thing. Grace and truth is followed by a singular verb, which means that in the scripture, it, in this verse, in the Greek, it treats grace and truth as a singular item. It's one. Grace is the truth, and the truth is grace. I'm getting hungry now. I got some ribs waiting. For the grace of God has appeared. Wow. Grace has appeared. What does that mean? Grace is not a doctrine. It's a person. This is talking about none other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The grace came. Whew, man. See, the law was given through, a, 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 through the hands of a man on tablets of stone. But grace came in person. The law was given through Moses. Whew. Grace and truth came. <laughs> the grace of God that has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us. You're not going to go out and set world records in sin when you understand grace because grace will train you to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. I missed this for so many years. Along with 1 Peter, it talks about people who, who lack self-control. You, know you know what it says? It says, they've forgotten that they were forgiven of their sins. See, we've been forgiven. When you get a revelation of how much God loves you and what he did for you on the cross, and you get a hold of God's grace, it trains you to, to, to live right. Look at this in uh, the Passion Translation. God's marvelous grace has manifested in person. Grace is not a person. Grace, excuse me, grace is not a doctrine. Grace is a person. Grace is a person. Let me correct that. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. Last scripture, and we're going to go eat. New Century Version, verse 12 says, it, referring to grace, teaches us not to live against God, nor to do the evil things the world wants to do. Instead, that grace teaches us to live in the present age in a wise and right way and in a way that shows we serve God. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. The, Bi the Bible tells us that. Hallelujah. Right. 
and he's on the inside of you as your helper to lead you to live right. Man, we can't lose. We, see, some people, they discount the ability of the Holy Spirit to teach us to live. God is so much into grace. You know, his throne, his throne ain't called the throne of faith. What's his throne called? Come boldly to what? The throne of what? Grace. If we teach grace properly, when people are in sin, they're not going to want to run away from God. They're going to want to run to him. What do we do when we see people in sin? We want to build them up and tell them, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Point them like Paul. Point them to their identity. I said, point them to their identity, who they are in Christ. And trust that the grace of God and the spirit of grace is going to lead people the right way. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus.